Welcome to Healing Medical Trauma, real stories of healing and hope from survivors and families. The podcast where we explore the incredible journey of resilience and recovery after facing life-altering medical challenges. Welcome to episode one of Healing Medical Trauma, real stories of healing and hope from survivors and families. My name is Amanda Tento, and I am your co-host. And my name is Bertrand Tento, Amanda's husband, and uh, I am your co-host as well. So we are going to share with you a lot of different things throughout this podcast. But first, I want to talk about where the podcast originated from. In December of 2022, I was pregnant with our fourth child, and I had some complications. I went to the hospital with the flu, and then ended up having an emergency C-section because water broke. After the C-section, I had complications. So they think that I had an amniotic embolism, which is when a piece of the amniotic fluid goes into your bloodstream and causes a clot either in your heart or your lungs or anywhere. I also had pneumonia, and then I went into septic shock. So the combination of all those things created a perfect storm of basically my body trying to die. And I ended up being on ECMO. I was on a breathing tube. I was on a feeding tube. I was on dialysis. I was on liver. I don't even know what they call that, liver support. Every kind of support that there was, I was on it. And it was a very scary time. I had no idea what was going on, obviously. But through that time, my husband was there and he was being a cheerleader, he was cheering the doctors on, keeping them motivated, keeping them understanding the importance of what they're doing. It it just amazed me. The other day we were talking to one of the doctors and hearing him give his perspective of what my husband did during that time was really impressive. And He basically was saying, our whole team was motivated by your husband to save you. There's a spiritual kind of significance behind that because my husband came in and he was just confident that they were going to save me. They were going to save the baby. Everything was going to be great. And he gave them that confidence that they needed in order to get this done because I had a two to four percent chance of survival. So let's say a three percent chance just to meet it in the middle. And when you have those kinds of odds, it is very unlikely that you're going to survive. But not only that, but seeing this type of miracle was pretty amazing for the nurses, for the hospital staff, for friends, for family members. It was truly a miracle. And witnessing it was incredible as well. I didn't even understand what happened until much later. However, I realized that there's a lot of things that my husband did along the way spiritually and as a leader, I would say, a spiritual leader for everyone that was involved in the whole situation that really helped me not only to live through this, but also helped me to grow as a person when I woke up. um, And he's obviously helped me grow throughout that since then, but it's just been an incredible experience. The podcast came 
After four weeks in the hospital, I was transferred to a medical rehab facility so I could learn how to walk, to talk, to move, basically to function again. And in this time, I couldn't really hold my phone. I couldn't do a lot of things because I also had an operation on my thumb. So I couldn't read a book. I couldn't write. I couldn't do many of the things that I normally would do to occupy my time. However, I could listen. I could listen to shows and that kind of thing. So I did a lot of, I don't know, YouTubing and uh, Netflixing on my phone. But I love podcasts and I would love to be able to listen to someone else that has gone through this. In the rehab, a lot of the people were people that had just had a knee replacement or were hip replacement or something like that. And they were all older people. None of them were my age and none of them had experienced anything even close to what I had experienced. So finding a podcast would have been amazing for me in that moment because I would have been have a, would have been able to listen to someone else tell me what to expect, tell me what they went through and all of those things. Couldn't find anything to commiserate with someone or try to find someone that had been through this experience. Has anybody ever been through ECMO? and shared their story? Has anybody ever been in the ICU and shared their story? I don't know anybody that's really been through any of those things in my personal life. And so I was really hoping to find someone that had shared their story. In searching, I searched and searched. I found a lot of doctor-led podcasts, and they were very technical and using a lot of jargon and terms that I didn't understand. And it wasn't the feeling that I wanted. I wanted that emotional human experience and not from that technical side. I couldn't find it. And I said, if I need it, then someone else is going to need it eventually too. So that is why this podcast is here. So that way we can share our experiences, mine from the patient perspective and a survivor perspective and Bertrand's from a support and spiritual perspective. He's an extremely strong person spiritually and every other way. But his perspective is something that I just can't share with you. And my perspective is also something that he can share with you. So we need to do this together in order to give you and your family the best understanding of what it's like to go through this, what it's going to be like in the future. And we're only about 10 months into this journey. So I know that there's still a lot of healing that we both need to do. But we're here and we're excited to share this with you because this is also part of our healing. We will be having different guests on that are going to be sharing their story with you as well so that way you can see a variety of medical experiences and different traumas that people have experienced and how they're coping with them now. So if you're listening to this and you think, I'm never going to be there, I'm never going to have the opportunity to share my story. You can also be a guest on the podcast and share your story with others to inspire them. You don't have to, but I want to make sure that you understand that as an option for you because it is a great way to start your healing process. Bertrand, how can you summarize your experience in this? Leading the doctors, leading the family, and really just being my champion, my spiritual guide through this process as well as the spiritual guide for 
everyone involved, my family, your family, doctors, our kids, everyone, even the chaplain. I think you give me too much credit. Disagree. Yes. And one thing I can say definitely is we live and learn every day. And uh, the most important thing we have, the most precious thing any of us have is life. And uh, whatever the struggle, whatever the challenge, any of you listening, first of all, us here, we are grateful. Despite any of this challenge, we are grateful. We are grateful for the opportunity to and improve whatever it is we do not like at the moment. And we are grateful to, to God. From that perspective, God is the great one. God is one we should be grateful. And I have learned a lot through this experience. None of us, nobody gets up one morning and think about, let me go to the hospital, have an experience over there, and see how it feels to be over there, how it feels to be a patient, how it feels to be support to a patient. Life happened, and when it happened in our case, the best thing, the greatest thing, at least I had on my corner, was faith. And that's what I brought into the picture. And uh, the hero of the picture is God and this army of doctor, nurse, medical team that God used, Nesper, that God used, <laughs> of course, to, uh, to help us get through the situation. And thank God to be here today sharing our experience with you. First of all, I want to say thank you. The doctors, the nurse, the medical team, all these medical stuff that, in a case, help you be here now in this moment. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I really want to emphasize on that. If we're talking about healing medical trauma today, it's because we've had the chance, we've had the opportunity, we've had the blessing of going through the difficulty and still be here to share action. And that's why. It's really important to recognize, at least for me, having gone through this, exp this experience, it gave me the opportunity really to put in focus and recognize the importance of what doctors, what nurse, those in the medical field are doing out there for us when we need them. So thank you very much for that. And obviously, I've always said through our experience while I was at, while we were going through it, I have I've always said uh, to uh, the doctors involved, to the nurse, the medical staff involved, that they are God helpers. They are God's helpers. And I believe that. And because life is the most precious thing we have. And obviously, that whole organization, nurse, doctor, medical staff, that whole organization is there to preserve it when we need it, when we need preservation. And uh, I cannot think of anything more important, actually, than that. Anything we're sharing here, basically, that can be of help to you. First of all, we got to thank God for that and thank the medical staff. Because everything revolves around these two. I had uh, Amanda, of course, and a baby, newborn, in a situation where nothing was certain for both of them. I was told, basically, we went over there for a simple operation, simple delivery because the baby was due and things just evolve into, just unravel 
rapidly and nobody really could wrap their hand, their head around what was happening. So from my perspective, uh, dealing with all of that and having a doctor or having doctors, the chaplain, considering the situation, considering what they were looking at with her health situation, looking, listening to all of them tell me basically I should prepare to go back home without my wife because they didn't believe she was going to make it. And a baby, they were not sure neither because he was the NICU at that moment. So listening to, again, doctors and the chaplain telling me that, naturally, being a person of faith, I had nothing else but God to fall back on. And which is what I did. Not to fall back on, I always rely on God, which is what I did. And uh, through that experience, truly, I feel God show, God reveal a number of things in a clear way, in a way that, from my perspective, had an impact, helped with this situation. God gave me that strength. God gave me, reveal uh, even the prayers, a certain way to pray because uh, we are in a situation where my family, we live in America, my family is uh, in Africa, so I didn't have family member close by, but Amanda did, so the support I could receive from my family member were through prayers, on, and I learned through this experience how you could coordinate also these prayers to bring more comfort to the patient that you're praying for. So these are all part of the different things that through this experience, I understand how important it is for any caregiver to have a certain attitude, understanding that those attitudes make a difference. And it's partly, uh, it's partly what I want to bring to this conversation, the faith aspect the spiritual aspect of being of assistance to a patient. I've learned through this experience and many other, and I believe that there are somebody, there are some people out there going through the difficult time that could benefit from the perspective I have to bring here on this subject. But yeah, it's all come down to faith and God and Faith translated into action, of course. Your perspective is going to help people that maybe their family member is unconscious. Maybe they're in the ICU right now. They've just gone through some sort of surgery or trauma, and they're not sure what to do next. That's where I really see your perspective helping, because what did you do? You know, how did you feel in that moment? And what type of prayer? Did you pray? I know you engage everyone with a very particular prayer around the world. You engaged your family, you engaged my family, and you had a very specific prayer that you asked everyone to pray. And I think that sharing that type of thing is going to be really important as well for people that maybe they aren't as religious or aren't as spiritual and they don't have that strong connection to formulate those words. I know that in if it had been me in that situation, I don't know that I would have been able to formulate a prayer for everyone to do simultaneously. You can act like you're speaking to me because yeah. I don't know. But I definitely see that as a benefit because 
I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I'm just happy that it was you in that position and not me for that particular reason. That's true. I can understand that. And I mean, the nature of things is in such a way that we just, yeah, what we know, what we don't know, it, it depends on each of us, but it doesn't make us less of a person. So we have different belief in mind as I believe in God. And from that perspective, I believe not only I believe in God, even science, we know, we, we all know whether you believe or not that thought have effect. What you think in your mind have effect. Whether you are deeply spiritual or not, just understanding this basic principle that thought has effect. And for me, being a spiritual person, it was easy for me to bring to the understanding of everybody who was concerned about your situation, your family, my family, whether they're spiritual or not. It was easy to bring to their understanding the potential power of thought, right? Just from this basic principle that they understand. Many said they were praying. I'm sure they were. All of that matter, all those prayers, because those are thought. They are just being more focused thought, right? So understanding that science even touched on that aspect, like I said, it was easier for me to get everybody to at least agree to sin, focus on different thoughts, thought of, I had to ascend different things at different moments, but it was easy to get at least those folks to understand different folks that were supporting from distance, everybody that were around or even from distance to understand the importance of uh, focusing on one thought that I had shared with them. For instance, when you were still, when the doctor were concerned because you were not waking up still in, uh, you were not waking up when they expected you to wake up after and they were concerned. I don't have the exact script on me, but I sent to everybody something along the line of, we love you, Amanda, we need you, come back to us. We love you, we need you, come back to us, wake up. Or we love you. It was something along that line. Those first adjust as the situation went by. And as they pray and focus on those thoughts, right? Me, I know also, because I share with them, I know a number of people. I expected a number of people at least to do that. And... Through my prayer also, I was repeating those same words, but, but consciously elevating myself to a place where not only I was repeating that I was, as I was praying, but elevating myself to the place where I felt I was interceding, interceding. was interceding with uh, this other thought of the, those that were sending to make it a more potent I learned through this experience that this is something you can do. I experienced it myself. And I understand that uh, those who are not spiritual, those who do not believe, uh, might easily dismiss it. But all I can say is, uh, what do you have to lose? I'm speaking, I'm sharing my experience through this, all of this, and what helped me. It's interesting that you say that you gave them something to repeat over and over, and I didn't know this until right now. I just thought you sent them a prayer. I didn't know that you sent them like a, almost like a chant or almost like a... Yeah, a different phases. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea because when I saw your family, when they were there with me, his family was there with me most of the time that I was unconscious and they were like sitting in the room with me and they were chanting. And... It was just very specific, a very certain rhythm. 
but they were there and they wouldn't let me go to sleep. They wouldn't leave me alone. And I did not realize until just this very moment that you sent a chant. So that's the aspect, at least, because at least I remember that throughout the this situation, when you were still at the hospital, the baby still at the hospital, I remember that the, the way I dealt with many things, I was just doing my best as anybody would in that situation. But I realized the way I dealt with many of these things, most people were really rather surprised by my reaction, my attitude or reaction. It's all of that too, the surprise about my attitude, like the baby, for instance, these, those things you explained, same thing with the baby, when they were questioning, I was sure I'm going to take my, you're going to go home with my baby. That was my conviction. When the chaplain, like, even the chaplain, when the doctor talked to me with the chaplain, telling me I should make that arrangement. At that moment, the baby was already, they were talking about you specifically at that moment. I should make that arrangement, if anything, if the baby can make it to go home without you. When I rejected that, express that God's going to guide the way and I'm going to go home with my wife. The chaplain say, she said something like, that's a bold statement you make there. And me, I thought that the chaplain, a person of faith in that situation would just say, may God be with you as you wish, right? Not question my state. But so it was one of those situations even the chaplain finding my faith bold face to the declaration. It was one of those examples where I say again, I'm realizing that few of these things. Same thing when Zippy, thank God, our baby made it great. But when it was time for him to come home, when they, we were contemplating taking him home, people at the NICU, maybe there's a certain perception because I'm, I'm, maybe it's cultural because I'm a man, I cannot take care of a baby or some stuff like that. Or maybe there was just consideration of what you're going through already and consideration of the fact that we had three other kids to take care of. Maybe it was all of that. But they strongly suggested that they're willing to make that arrangement help. They will be saying, man, that I should let Zip go with mom, <laughs> with grandma. Somebody like, no, I say, no, I'm taking my child home. <laughs> and, and they were, there was a lot of back and forth. And your mom <laughs> also encouraged it then. You had wonderful medical staff they did awesome these are the soldier and i always told them and it's a reminder i believe that and all the nurse all the doctor all the health practitioner that are out there looking out for others many i've always told them many of you make those choices uh, as a career it's a job everybody need a job you go you need to go to work get a paycheck uh, to make a living but i was reminded them that they are God's soldiers in the sense that the most important thing on this earth, the most important thing we have is life. This life, whether you believe in God or not, I do actually, universe, whatever, but the source, the most important thing we have is uh, this life. And obviously any person that's willing to put their time and the energy to help with this life, to preserve, to restore this life can only be seen as a God helper. I believe that's what they are. And this experience helped me see 
or realize that in a more focused way, in a way I haven't realized before. And again, I thank them all for that. I thank all the nurse, all the doctor out there, all the people in the medical field out there doing that, doing their best to uh, keep us healthy, to help us when we're in trouble. But yeah, the aspect, the spiritual aspect, the mindset, the, the attitude, I know that in our case, from what people say, from what I see too, I saw too, it wasn't easy, but it made a difference. It made a difference. That's the aspect I believe could be of help to some folks who may not be as ready on that side when these uh, difficult situations arise. I want to go back to what you were saying about the doctors and nurses, and I want to give a little anecdote about the patient perspective because I agree the doctors and nurses are amazing, but I will say that I couldn't remember them. And I want, if you're in this situation and you're like, oh, they were really great, but I don't remember who they are. It's normal for the patient not to remember them. I recognize voices. I don't recognize faces. Some of the doctors I followed up with after the hospital, I saw in the hospital multiple times, and they look completely different than I remember. Like, I don't even, I wouldn't even recognize them on the street. That's how different they look. But I recognize their voices. The nurses, I don't know their names. I remember one name, and that's Ashley J. And that's because she helped me so much. And I just kept thinking about her name all the time. And it's just normal. I just want to make sure that you're aware that it's normal. So don't feel guilty. Don't feel a certain way. You can't control it. We thank you for listening to this episode. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Any of you listening to us today, the one thing I want to leave you with is that Whatever you're going through, whatever the challenge, remember that you don't have to count on just you. You don't have to rely on yourself alone. There's a bigger power. I call him God. Call it whatever you want to call it. There is a bigger power you can tap into to draw strength, to seek direction if you feel you do not know what to do at this specific moment or any given moment. And to also draw the confidence to act on the direction you acquire by tapping into this power. I believe all of that is also part of life experience. And sometimes we find ourselves in challenges beyond personal ability. And it's just a reminder, of course, that the higher of ourselves actually come from tapping into this higher power that surrounds us. When we choose to explore and tap into that aspect, that's when things that we call miracle happen. That's when things that we expect the least happen. And that's also when we realize that there's a bigger power that surrounds us. So I encourage you not to despair. I encourage you to trust that you can tap in the same power I tapped into to be here to help my wife, my family through this situation and to be here today to share experience with you. Thank you for listening to us today. We look forward to the next episode with you. 
Thank you so much for listening. We are looking forward to sharing more with you. Please subscribe on Apple, iTunes, anywhere you're listening so that way you don't miss any of our new episodes. And we look forward to speaking with you again. If you would like to be a guest, please definitely email us at info at medicaltraumapodcast.com. Thank you and stay strong. Thank you and stay blessed on your journey.